African love your African people. African youth, African kids, and African queens. Everybody come together as one. Special good evening to all my cherished audience and welcome to the FIFA World Cup show and our special coverage of the African Cup of Nations currently ongoing in Cameroon. Wherever you are tuning in or listening to this special episode from, whether you are in the cold and wintry conditions, Across Mediterranean Europe, Americas, Asia, the USA, and the warm African continent, and warm Oceania. Welcome to the most exciting, informative, and educative sports show on the calling platform with yours truly, Philip Alimo. And I have love for sports. Today, we continued the coverage of the round of 16 games as the fairy tale, the African Cup of Nations, the fairy tale stories continue. And one fairy tale story is the flames of Malawi just lost 2 1 to the Atlas Lions of Morocco in a very entertaining game. Morocco's quality shown throughout this round of 16 game. They were the stronger, better, and faster side. Hopefully the flames of Malawi will learn and they will burn and shine brighter in the next AFCON. The Taranga Lions of Senegal's game against Kevet was another game that was in short of drama. Sergio Mani was on the scoreline but had to move out of the game as a result of an incident for which I'll be giving you all the details and all the updates that you need to know. And talking of an incident, yesterday, unfortunately, there was a stampede at the Olembe Stadium that claimed the life of passionate soccer fans that went to the stadium. And it's unfortunate Lives had to be lost as a result of that mishap at Olympus Stadium. Earlier this afternoon, I was privileged to be in a remote press conference. The president of the Confederations of African Football, Dr. Patrice 
Motsepe as he shared his thoughts and lights on the incident that happened at the Olympic Stadium. And on this show, your most authoritative, informative show, we want to send our sincere condolences to the bereaved and grieving families. No one should ever leave their homes to watch and to enjoy the beautiful game and not return. May the souls of these loving and passionate soccer fans rest gloriously in the arms and bosom of our Lord Almighty. We'll take excerpts of that press conference from Dr. Patrice Motepe. So I, I just want to indicate that there, there's, of course, there are legally care, the LOC, the government of what I'm clear in my mind. Spectators enjoy the food. Whatever legal obligations or legal commitments in my mind are of secondary importance. I know that legally the LOC, uh, the safety industry, we are their partners. We have to make of every single spectator is our primary concern. So there is zero tolerance, absolutely zero tolerance on circumstances which could result in people being injured at the stadium or people losing their lives. We have to take emergency and urgent steps now. So I have called an, an, an LOC, an, a meeting tomorrow of the AFCON organizing committee and, uh, and I've also sought the guidance and advice of my vice president, whom I want to thank for being here with me. And the starting point is very clear. I need and CAF needs a report on what happened, what should have happened, the circumstances that led to people being injured, including those who lost their lives, urgent emergency steps and measures to make sure that that doesn't happen again. We are all partners. And, you know, whenever I, you know, in my discussions with the CAF people, uh, and I think they legitimately tell me about what the agreements provide, the responsibilities, the LOC, the responsibilities, the government, we are partners. The next match that's supposed to take place at Olembe should not take place. And I told, I spoke to uh, the senior person in government, and it's correct, out of respect, they are partners, to indicate that there must be an immediate a, com a committee that's set up to immediately investigate what happened. And in that context, to find out who was supposed to do what and who did not do and perform their responsibilities. We want that report by Friday. But as I said, the game that is scheduled for Olembe Stadium on uh, Sunday is not going to take place. And as I said, out of respect to our partners and government, it's going to take place at Amadou Ahiju. So it's going to take place at Amadou and... Uh, which is here uh, in, in Yaoundé. And there will be other changes that will be made, but I need to overemphasize. Uh, and let me first say that we are, you know, we have inherited the agreements as they stand, uh, because these agreements were concluded quite some time ago. And, and, and of course, as I said, whenever something happens, the first thing people do is, it's, you know, I'm not responsible. I'm not the one to blame. It's somebody else. And my starting point is, CAF is a partner. We are as responsible as the LOC, as well as uh, the government. It's our duty 
and we will discuss with them in terms of uh, what should have happened and to make sure that there is immediate institution and uh, we all have to be satisfied I absolutely have to be satisfied that what happened will never happen again absolutely never happen again and uh, the disciplinary committee is going to sit and get the report from the match commission and everybody because they have to get hold of that but as I said in the in the interim the game that is supposed the match that's supposed to take place will not take place until there's an absolute thorough report of the circumstances that gave rise to people being injured and losing their lives and an absolute guarantee that corrective measures have been taken will be in place to make sure that the remaining matches are played in an environment of, of primary focus on safety and health and that we will never ever whilst this competition is have circumstances that will result in people the safety security of spectators has to be the fundamental primary and obligation now let me tell you something else. and i i, I uh, don't want to breach any confidence uh, i have so those are excerpts of dr patrice metsope speaking in that press conference organized earlier today where he reiterated that Sunday's quarterfinal game that was scheduled to take place in Olembe Stadium has been rescheduled and will continue to take excerpts of that press conference from Dr. Patrick Metsope and it's unfortunate that this Afcon had to witness this incident and we'll go back to take excerpts of Patrice Mesopi's press conference and we'll continue with the rest of the program after that press conference. The government of Cameroon is absolutely, absolutely 100%. I've seen that and I continue to see that and I've got no doubt I'll get that total cooperation until then. I have a fundamental duty as the president of CAP to make sure that the, the, the circumstances, infrastructure the, are in line with safety worldwide. And as I said, we should stop saying that stadiums in Africa will be at a level in terms of global standards, will be at a lower level. We will always aim to make sure that in its totality, whether it's the pitch, whether it's the safety, whether it's the security, that we're in line with what happens in Europe and worldwide. The first entry, you've got to show your ticket. It's, it looks, it's, it's good. You are far away. You've got to show your ticket. Once you've done that, and then you've got to move on and show your COVID, your, your, the, rep, the COVID-19 documentation, which is quite distance away from, from the entry. So, so the process is like having a wonderful car and uh, everything is okay, but when you start it, it's not functioning as it. And then came the problem. This gate, which was supposed to be open, if that gate was open, we wouldn't have this problem. But somebody closed it. Who closed it? On whose instructions? And when they realized that it was closed, why wasn't it open immediately? So we'll deal with those issues. 
and the issue was should we postpone today's matches and uh, it's a very important question and uh, there are certain things where there's there's a I, from my side there's a duty not just to consult but also to to listen to the guidance of, of various stakeholders and, and the conclusion was we should observe moments of silence. One of the, uh, Ed, one of the specific questions is today's matches. Should we start with today's matches? Uh, and it was indeed an issue to discuss and consider. It's incredible how some of the people who are injured, two of them were saying they can't wait to get out of hospital and go to the stadium. And just on a positive note, as, as, uh, as painful and as sad, as today is, uh, I, I mean, I, I spent more than two hours just stuck in the traffic, and uh, I really saw that the, the passion, the absolute, absolute passion of the people of Cameroon and the love they have for, for football. Now, I come from a country where, you know, we were separated based on race, and we, we always knew the power of sport. Yes, we always knew the power of sports. Mr. Justin Akowa, if you can join us on stage, want to get your opinion on what happened at Olembe Stadium. Good evening, Mr. Akowa. Good evening, Philip. Yes, um, you had excerpts of Dr. Patrice Mesopi's press conference on the incident that took place at Olembe Stadium late last night. This was after the game was over and even after we had finished with our show yesterday. What do you make of the incident? Well, I mean, that's bad. Um, it, was a, it was a tragic incident, which is bad for the tournament. As you know, people or the world's eyes are on this tournament, trying to look at it from probably a negative perspective and this is an opportunity for them to this is an opportunity for them to like also look at how bad things are going on but then it is yeah it is quite unfortunate lives were lost yesterday and including a six-year-old minor so with what um patrick motepe said um i really believe he is right as taken for him to be taking um the match away from Olembe, taking it to um, Ahmad Ahijo. Also, I also I really I am I really like the fact that he is taking responsibility for everything that happened, including him and the LOC and yeah and the Cameroonian FA. So then, that's how it is. Probably the only thing I didn't like about it um, was earlier today, uh, Feka Foot released a statement, a little statement about what happened um, with uh, their captain, Vincent Abubakar, signing another statement, trying to say that the um, the fans should take care of themselves or they should be careful in terms of how they enter the stadium. Like, it looked it, it looked like before this um this statement from the car president it looked like the Cam- the Cameroonian FA were trying to look at it from or they're trying to pin the blame on how rowdy the fans were but now the thing is simple why why is why is that gate closed 
um, inex- um, inexplicably when it is usually open for fans to enter? Like, those are the kind of questions you should ask yourself as as a um, as a as a neutral person looking looking at it from that, looking at it from a neutral angle. Because if it is closed, then I don't I don't see the I don't see the facts why you can blame the fans to be more gentle and more careful when entering the stadium. Because if it is if 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 it were to be open yesterday night, probably before the game. There, there probably wouldn't have been any situation, and and I and I think even a few journalists have have have, have spoken about it that in in these kind of African tournaments, there's usually a lot of policemen, a lot of security personnel, but then there's there is there I don't know, but then there happens to be not too much security business going on, but then there are lots of personnel around, so then that's something that CAF and every host nation. Who hosts the tournament should look at in this direction because if there are if there are a lot of security people and they can't handle these these kind of situations, then what what is their job really? Yes, definitely. What is their job really? But uh, we hope such incidents will not happen again. And uh, today, Senegal played Kibet, Malawi also played the Atlas Lions of Morocco in an entertaining game. Both games wasn't short of the excitement and entertainment, but the most dramatic one was the senegal Verde game, when Verde had to end the game with nine men. And let me share the key incidents, because before we get Mr. Kua's brief reactions, in the 53rd minute, Sergio Mani was involved in a head collusion with a Kibvet goalkeeper. 63rd minute, Sergio Mane gives Liverpool the lead. 64th minute, VAR intervenes on Sergio Mane's goal. And in the 66th minute, the referee says Sergio Mane's goal stands. In the 70th minute, Sergio Mane got to be substituted because it is believed he suffered, he's suffering from the head collusion he had earlier on in the game. Mr. Kowa, what's your general overview of that game? Um, well, I think that yeah, um sometimes the sometimes the VAR um is I think I think in this knockout stages the VAR is, is has a lot of work to do in terms of how they are dishing out the red cards and for me I think it was it was something dangerous for the Senegalese national team to do today after leaving Sadio Mane on the pitch probably it, it it it's it's I think for me probably it would have been Sadio Mane saying oh he's okay he can continue but then once you see that the keeper didn't continue after the clash of heads you can you can you can also you can also pick it from that aspect that yeah Mane too was probably endangered so the Mane should have gone off but then the fact he was allowed to continue was very dangerous and um I think maybe maybe that ginger him to score the goal, the winning the 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 all crucial goal before he before his um the the effects of the collision came into play. So then yeah I think um I think I think for me it was it was a crazy game in terms of, of um, officiating and probably it should have been probably one red card. That was the earlier incidents because I think 
with the, colli the collision between Voisinia, the goalkeeper, and Sadio Mane. It was a very 50-50 challenge, and it didn't look it didn't look like um, the keeper was was um, was being made did something malicious. So then, yeah, I think that 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 could have been overlooked for the fact that it was a it was a professional last man foul. But then, yeah, this is this is the state of the game right now, and I think with the kind of um, individual brilliance that um, the the Senegalese brought today, they deserve to take the they deserve to advance into the into the quarterfinals. Definitely, they deserve to advance into the quarterfinals. Let me give our audience a bit of statistics and background that went into this game, and our preview and highlights of that game. So Senegal's game against Cape Verde took place earlier today. Senegal didn't really exactly impress in their group stage run with just one win in three games. They opened their continental campaign with a 1-0 win over Zimbabwe with Liverpool star Sergio Mane scoring a last-minute penalty kick. They then played out back-to-back -back goalless draws against Guinea and Malawi to round up their group stage run. The Lions of Taranga, however, secured a spot in the knockout stages for the third consecutive time and were looking to go a step further than they did in the last edition of the AFCON when they finished as runners-up in Egypt 2019. Kivet, however, began their AFCON run with a 1-0 win over Burkina Faso before losing with a 1-0 win over Ethiopia before losing to Burkina Faso by the same scoreline. They then held tournament host Cameroon to a 1-1 draw in their final game to secure qualification as one of the highest-ranked third-place teams. The Blue Sharks played the knockout stages of the AFCON for the second time in their third appearance in the competition. Senegal and Kivet head-to-head record and key numbers. Senegal have won 14 of the 18 meetings between the two sides. Kivet have won just two of them, while two other meetings have ended in a draw. Senegal are yet to concede a goal in the continental show piece. Kivet, however, have failed to score any goals against the Senegalese in their last four matches. Senegal are the lowest scoring side to advance to the last 16 of the tournament with just one goal score. Kivet have managed to score more than once in a game just three times in their last 14 outings across all 14 across all competitions and i'll give you excerpts of senegal's road to the last 16 then we'll take the preview and highlights so first let's take senegal's first game against zimbabwe <laughs> Is on for second place, and as I was saying earlier, can he keep it in? Yes, he can. Come back to that point later. Lovely throw, all the way through. That's a great save. 
Well played, Mari. Look at this. Ghost grounded defender. Big defenders come up for Senegal. It's a deep delivery. Goalkeeper was stranded. Really was in no man's land. He's got to be getting those on target. Mane. Up against Mare. Mane. And he's there. 1-0. Mane. Seals the victory right at the death. Well, he went for broke. Opted for pure power. Goalkeeper went the wrong way. Still not away though. Another good charge down here from Saving So. The centre back and he plays it forward. Another chance now for the counter attack. Cater. Good ball into the middle. Charge for Mariba. And surely, great shot. And somehow the ball goes wide. Well, it was a fantastic ball out of defence by Seydou. So, Nabir Keita fed it into the middle to Mariba. He fed it into Guilavogi. Kuhn once more with the set piece. Decides to take it short this time into Cis. Cis with a great ball in. And a great save over the top by Ali Keita. Senegal with the shots are coming forward, all that's worked out well for Sadio Mane. It was a loose pass to start with, but a brilliant piece of skill that came afterwards. There's a chance here now. Saar comes back inside, and a chance for Senegal. It's gone wide. Real chance there for the Bayern Munich man to open the scoring. Well, it was Mane who got through. He ran into space through two men, fed it out to Bounassar. Lovely turn back inside, but unfortunately for him, Barley makes his run, so too does Diallo, it's Diallo, and it's tipped over brilliantly by Charles Tom. Idrissa Gay there is the right-footed option, Sis's last free kick was very dangerous, another good delivery, and headed over by Diallo. It is Gay, oh, and he went straight for goal, tipped over by Tom. Big congratulations from Chazia. Another Africa Cup of Nations has dawned upon us, and it's yet another tournament where Senegal have been touted as favourites. When looking through the history books, it's unimaginable that the Lions of Tiranga have never before sat on the throne of African football. When looking through their squad, there's pedigree of plenty amongst the class of 2021. But despite boasting arguably the finest goalkeeper in the world, one of the best defenders, and a forward that strikes fear into many a defender, Senegal rather tamely topped their group to advance to the round of 16. Their only win in the group stages came via a 97th minute penalty against Zimbabwe, while they were held by both Malawi and Guinea. Alarm bells may not be ringing just yet, but are the lines of Teranga pacing themselves? Since their heartbreaking 2019 final defeat against Algeria, Senegal have been in formidable form. The challenge now facing long-time coach Aliou Cissé is turning potential into silverware. In the Cape Verde Islands, they face a team who have never beaten them in four previous meetings. However, this is a team who continue to defy the odds. The Blue Sharks are in the last 16 after they finished as one of the best third-place teams at the group stages. At the Third Nations Cup, the improvement has been evident. Redemption is the theme for the Cape Verde. They must start on the last two editions. 
but highlighted their desire in qualifying for this tournament as well as the World Cup, where they narrowly missed out on a spot in the playoffs. This is a team who thrive as a collective, are organized defensively, and are terrific on the counter. This was evident in their 1-1 draw with Cameroon, as they were the only team to stop the hosts. With a clean bill of health, coach Fructista and his team will relish the role of underdog as they take aim at yet another African heavyweight. The tiny island nation are looking to punch above their weight yet again. As AFCON 2021 fast approaches its business in, pretenders and contenders are quickly being separated. It may take 90 minutes, it may take 120 or quite possibly a penalty shootout. But only one of Senegal or the Cape Verde will take their place amongst the last eight in Cameroon. And for Mare Diadu, he's up front in place of Habib Diallo. And Ryan Mendes is back from entry. He'll captain the side as well. This is his first start of the tournament. Uh, Senegal, who uh, in past tournaments have started very brightly and then crashed out. This is quite a good omen that they uh, struggled somewhat to get through the base. Six back across. And he has an excellent chance to get uh, matters underway. Oh, that strikes the upright. It looked like a bullet here. Excellent strike. It was uh, hooked in down this left hand side. Mane with a right foot. No defenders on him either. Inches. Two games without a goal for Senegal in this tournament against Guinea and Malawi. They might well have lost to Malawi in what, have, what would have been another big upset. Now Andrade is going into the book. Leave the foot in. The ankles with pressure there. The follow through. There's the stats on the ankle of Papa Game. Knows what's coming. The yellow. Where's Andrade? Yellow rescinded. Red card. Off he goes. Oh, claims that he might well have handled that outside the area. Certainly from the fans. No one on the pitch and then a big clearance up to Boisinha and could this be the opportunity not sure whether VAR found uh, it necessary Boisinha was going for the header with uh, Mane he timed it wrong he's had a look at it once he decided he's reaching for the red is that going to Boisinha oh that is really Really, really tough for the Cape Verde. They're now down. Officious officiating, unfortunately, at this tournament against the spirit, really, of the game. He has a chance. Oh, big save from Rios. And then a block. Swung inside here. To the back post. Mane needed no second invitation. Take it away. Now it's two against one. Chance to finish it off here. Back inside again. And Senegal finally get their second. Down to nine in the end. They really had no chance. And Senegal booked their place in the quarterfinals. Confirmation from the referee. This game is at an end. Yes, that game ended 2-0 in favor 
of Senegal, with Senegal advancing to the quarterfinals. And in the quarterfinals, they'll be meeting Morocco. Mr. Kowa, what do you make of the red card incident in that moment Sergio Mane collided with a Cape Verdean goalkeeper? Um, well, as I said earlier, I think that was the only bad officiating that was done on the day in terms of um, bookings and the use of VAR. Um, it didn't look like uh, it didn't look like a red card. To be honest, it was just a 50-50 challenge, and I think the referee could have done better than that. But unfortunately, he just handicapped Cape Fed more in 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 this game. So, yeah, probably. I think that was the only bad decision made today. Okay, definitely. We'll take excerpts of the game between Malawi and the Atlas Lions of Morocco. But just before that, let me give you a bit of background between the two sides and their journey at the African Cup of Nations. Morocco enjoyed a comfortable group stage run with two wins and a draw in their three group games. They beat the Black Stars of Ghana 1-0 in their opener before picking a well-deserved 2-0 win over the Comoros in their next game. They then played out a 2-2 draw against Gabon in their final group games. The Atlas Lions are participating in the knockout stages of the Continental Showpiece for the third consecutive time and will be looking to go all the way in the tournament for the first time in almost 50 years. Malawi secured qualification for the last 16 of the AFCON, despite being the lowest-ranked nation in their group. They were, they were beaten 1-0 by Guinea in their opening group game before picking up a 2-1 comeback win for Zimbabwe in their next game. They then held group leader Senegal to a goalless draw in their last game. Malawi are featuring in the knockout stages of the competition for the first time in their history and were looking to make a good account of themselves. In terms of the head-to-head record, there have been exactly 10 meetings between Morocco and Malawi. The host, that is Morocco, have won six of those games, whilst Malawi have won just once. There have been three draws between the two sides. The two teams last faced each other in the qualifiers for the last edition of the African Cup of Nations in which the game ended in a goalless draw. We'll take a special preview of Morocco-Malawi after which I'll give you excerpts of that game. Fahid Halilovic is well versed in the art of African football. From the joy of leading Raja Casablanca to African glory to despair and disappointment while at the helm of both Algeria and the Côte d'Ivoire, the Bosnian has now been tasked with guiding Morocco to continental success for the first time in almost half a century. A straight talker, Halilovic made his influence felt by dropping Chelsea playmaker Hakim Ziyech. 
with the Atlas Lions Seedrift found their groove. They didn't tackle Afcon 2021 with splendor and panache, and in going about their business in a calculated manner, they allowed the spotlight to shine on contenders elsewhere. Under the radar, they topped their groove with two wins and a draw, exemplifying just how difficult they are to beat. Defensive solidity is their strength, and they give into the knockout rounds as a team who have not lost a game in 90 minutes since 2019. For all his exploits on the continent, Ali Lodzic has never landed his hands on the top prize. Is his career about to come full circle with the Atlas Lions? While Morocco are undoubted heavyweights, Malawi are embracing the challenge of going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the finest on the continent. This is the third tournament the tiny Southern African nation have been to, but for the first time ever, they progressed from their group. Victory over Zimbabwe propelled them, but their draw with Senegal shows just how much fight they have within. A team will focus on the collective rather than the individual. The Flames tournament was marred by a COVID-19 outbreak before a ball was kicked, but they rallied and etched their names into the history books. They'll once again take to the pitch's underdogs, a role they relish, but are the Flames of Malawi going to continue their ignition? What Malawi lack in star names will surely make up in Endeavour. Some uh, five changes in fact, well actually Hakimi did play on match day three, but there are five changes for the very first time. That fabulous 2-1 win over Zimbabwe after the defeat to Guinea. They're going to be very hard to break down and they're going to try and catch Morocco on the break. the goal from a long way out oh it's a sensational strike from Malawi unbelievable goal from Gabatino Mahango there seemed to be so little danger when the ball was played forward here what a hit Bruno got a touch but couldn't keep it out it's another goal of the tournament contender. After Matrenova's free kick for Comoros yesterday, that is potentially even better from Mohanga. Well, he made a very good save from a, a Kimi free kick. Loser drills it in the top, top the bar from Roman Saez, Buffa. Well, part of the appeals for handball, Buffa still. I don't say that Morocco, with, uh, sorry, Madagascar with a team, surprise team of 2019, it's not the a surprise team in this one, there's been so many. It's like Hakimi comes forward and tops off the post by Tom. That's ball in, there's trouble. Big trouble for Malawi. Hakimi over the ball, that's a brilliant save from Charles Tom in the first half. With a free kick which was more central and closer than this. Hakimi goes for goal! Oh, that is a brilliant strike from Ashraf Hakimi to give Morocco the lead. And put one foot in the quarterfinals and there's even almost a smile on the face of the ever so hard to please Bahid Halil Hodzic for Comoros. Yesterday it wasn't quite as good as that, but it's up there. Nothing Tom could do about that right in the top corner, and I mean right in the top corner. A sensational second goal of the tournament 
but a quite sensational Ashraf Hakimi. And it's all over now. They don't need a third goal to Morocco. They're through to the quarterfinal. What a brilliant goal with two absolutely stunning strikes. Mr. Koa, I remember you spoke of Capadino Mahango in our previous episodes. What do you make of that goal? Yeah, well, I think the, this past two days have given us probably top three goals of the tournament in back to back to back. But then, yeah, this one, this one, this one from um, the Malawian striker is probably the best so far. I don't think, I don't think Yasin Bunu has seen such a shot come at him before, probably in his whole career. So then, yeah, I think even Yasin Bunu will be very, very, will be very, very. Um, he won't be, he won't be that down to have considered that kind of classy goal because there was, there was no chance. That taking that shot would have probably even been on target for him from that far out, and so then it was it was it was a really great goal. Definitely, it was a really great goal, and that goal makes Capadino Mahango Malawi's top scorer in the history of the Afcon. Remember, he scored two goals against Zimbabwe, and today he scored what is will be a con- goal of the contender. A contender for goal of the tournament at the AFCON. And today, one other player who is also putting up all the stunning strike is PSG's Akim Akimi. He scored a brilliant free kick, making him the first player after Jeremy Jitap to have scored two direct free kicks at a single AFCON since 2008. Mr. Kowa. What's your general assessment of that Akimi's goal? I think Akimi is the world's best right back at the moment. I don't know what you make of that assessment. Oh, I think I think I, I think that is because um, that is because he he scored this goal. But then I don't really think he has performed very very well this season um, at even at PSG. He he slowed down a bit after he started with a great he, he started with great momentum, but then. Yeah, I think after the Ghana game for Hakimi, he has done very well for himself in terms of um, attacking and going forward. I don't know if it's credit to Ghana or he just didn't have it well in the beginning, but then he has actually improved from his his um, two games against Comoros and as well as the Gabonese. So then he is having a very, very great tournament and now he has contributed to something that it's that is very big for Morocco because this is their first knockout win since two thousand and four um in in Tunisia. So then yeah, I think it is it is it is a very, very great moment for him. And for me, I don't think he's the best right back. He is one of the world the world's leading right backs currently. Definitely, definitely. Overall overall assessment of the game tomorrow, Ivory Coast, Egypt, Mali, Equatorial, Equatorial Guinea. Well, um, for for my, um, Ivory Coast, Egypt, I think 
another another tough game that we are we are going to see very very um very very competitive between two good two two great footballing nations and yeah i think that the the ivorians would like to replicate how they were playing against the algerians in the same way against the egyptians because for the egyptians too it seems like they also like to hold um, most of the ball and with with withholding most of the ball i think that the ivorians will wait and they would like to sit down they would like to sit back and actually hit the egyptians on the break and with they have they have i think the second best passer in terms of progressive passes in this tournament in the name of ibrahim sangari so then they are they are they are going to try to exploit they, they are going to try to exploit him with helping them on their fast breaks where you see Pepe flying, probably Max um, Grado or Wilfred Zaha. So then, yeah, it's actually going to be a good game. And for and for Mohamed Salah, it is it is going to be um, a proven, proven grounds for him to actually also put in a very, very great performance or a legendary performance because as, as you've seen so far, the... The players, the players of the big of the big teams are are coming through for their countries in this round of sixteen. So that Salah would also like to actually impose himself on on the on the Ivorians and and put them to the sword, probably knock out and um, Patrick Bomel and his men out. And for Mali and Equatorial Guinea, we know that Equatorial Guinea are a team not to sit back, but then um, they can also spring a surprise at any time in terms of their transitional and direct fast play so then it will be a problem for the Malians but then I think the Malians have a lot a lot more resources in terms of players and talent to actually be able to manage this and also hit them where it hits because with Ibrahim Akonate I think he's in good form and with Yves Bissouma too he may also try to prove to to the African continent and viewers outside the continent watching why he is one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. So then, yeah, two very, very feisty games tomorrow. Definitely. Two very, very feisty games. On that note, we'll come to the end of an exciting episode to my cherished audience who always do the listening across the globe from different parts of the world. I wish you all a blissful and exciting week. And tomorrow, same time, will come your way with our special coverage of the African Cup of Nations as we say, believe, dream big, pray, and achieve. Until same time tomorrow, I leave you with our official theme song for the African Cup of Nations. We stand for Africa. Wherever you are, keep standing, keep shining, and keep winning all day, every day.
African people, African youth, African kids. 